now, coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Pluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friend and my partner in business, my partner in radio, and my work friend, Zachary Bartles. Uh, Zach, I, I trust that you had a good holiday season. How, how are I you? I did. I had a good and safe holiday season. How about you, Ted? <laughs> That's wonderful. I had a good and safe holiday season as well. And baby, Do you have any big plans for New Year's Eve? I don't. We're just just having some friends over, man. It's going to be low key, but uh, all right. Well, you be safe this holiday season. You be safe too out there in the roads. Okay. What's the weather like there in Michigan? Uh, you know, it's a little bit dreary, but looks like we might have a little blanket of snow today, and that would make me happy. But not too much. As far as I'm concerned, the snow could come on Christmas Eve and all melt the day after New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, this is a good conversation. <laughs> I've really enjoyed connecting with you in this way. It's been a good and safe conversation. <laughs> it's been a very good and very safe conversation. <laughs> Baby, listen to me, though. I have, I have business, and we have business to get back to, because sometimes when you're in the radio business, um, you have to kind of retreat to move forward. And uh, mm. what we're going to do, Zach, is we're going to get back to our roots on this program, Okay. Um, as you've probably done there in your studio, I spent a lot of time this holiday season just kind of staring at a fire and reflecting on all that we've done as a company and, and just kind of reliving some of our victories and um, realizing that some of our best radio came when we would taste and then talk about energy drinks on the air and then also when we would read our chapters on the air. So if it's okay with you, those are the two things that I would like to do a lot of this morning. How does that sound? Yeah. Let's get back to our dark roots that are showing under our bleach blonde 90s right. surfer hair. That's right. Yes. So if we if we were to, you know, kind of seductively run our hand through our bleach blonde 90s surfer hair and kind of whip it around, you would see Hold on. I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it too. I'm doing it at my studio. You would see the dark roots and uh that's <laughs> that's that's really what we're getting back to um this morning. So, baby, I want to I want to throw some love to a member of the Gut Check Army. Uh, his name is well, he has a real name. I I'm not sure that I know what it is, but his uh, his internet persona name is Easy as MDB. Do you know the gentleman oh, that I'm referring to? I do. He sent us a really kind letter with the with the drink, and so he did. I think we should keep his real name a secret. I think his revealing that to us was uh, that was yeah. a, that was something. And you know, Ted, I actually got several different like kind letters with little gifts from like gut check people. These go to 11 people readers this year. It made me feel really good and safe. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. It made for a good and safe holiday season. And uh, yeah, it it really felt intimate for uh, easy as MDB to reveal his uh, his uh, his actual name to us. But Zach, I've got to tell you, in all our years of doing radio together and, and reviewing energy drinks, I've never felt afraid like I've never felt scared to put any of those drinks into my body until (laughs) until now um right this might not be a safe segment if you will not be a safe holiday might take an unsafe turn right now it it really may it really may take an unsafe turn so um Zach what I would like to do 
is just describe kind of what I'm seeing here on the can. <laughs> and I want to I, I want to get your input on where this drink came from. And just there's a lot going on here on the can. So I'm going to dive right in. And I want to start with the size of the can itself. Zach, um, does that have any significance for you? I think the fact that it's basically half as tall as a regular 12-ounce can, and it says 8.5 fluid ounces, it, it, it indicates to me that this is something you couldn't handle 12 ounces of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it exactly. would kill you. You would not want to put 12 ounces of this into your body. And, and on the level of it killing you, I want to talk about the main logo there right on the front, which appears to be... You know how, <laughs> in, you know how when they have like westerns about the desert... And they want to show you how dangerous the desert is. They show you (laughs) like a dried up skull of like a bull. Um, And it's just like laying there in the sand. That, that appears to be the logo. Bleached by the sun. Yeah. Bleached by the sun. Um, Am I seeing this logo wrong? Is it, is it actually something else or is that what I'm looking at? Well, I don't know. The name of it is like Carabao, C-A-R-A-B-A-O. And so my first thought was, oh, it must be the Thai word for caribou. But uh, that's no oh, caribou. Yeah. And and on the forehead of the bleached skull of the bull. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to go there. That's good. What, what do you see there, man? To me, Zach, it looks like a like a dove, like flying. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you see there? This is like it's, one of those Rorschach tests. It's a red bird of some kind, kind of tattooed on yeah. the skull directly. And then on this the whole thing bull. is in front of like uh, the... You know, know, the the red rising sun, you know, that we associate with menacing nations east of us. Far, Yeah, menacing nations. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, it's the whole thing kind of says, I dare you to drink me. Yeah, the whole thing says, you know, you're you're probably going to get sick if you drink this. Um, I'm going to I'm going to read some of the warnings. And some of the benefits, uh, because I, I feel like this is really good copy. I, I think we should mention that like half of this is in Thai, yeah, a, a Thai font, and and uh, that, that is very kind of uh, menacing itself. And then the mm. other half is in English. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, multiple audiences here clearly. Um, I, I'm just going to dive in here, Zach. It says this is best served when chilled. Uh, have Check. you chilled your carabao? Mine has been chilling for like two weeks now. Yeah. Okay, mine has not. Mine's room temperature, so we're gonna get a little, oh, no. <laughs> a little variation there, I think, as we as we taste. Um, and then a, a, a really helpful warning: it says might not be suitable for diabetics, young children, and persons sensitive to caffeine. I, I like how noncommittal they are. Like, might not be suitable. You know, it might be okay. You yeah. know, if you're if you if give some di- to your kid, we're not gonna judge you. Exactly. And if you're a diabetic, you might want to pound these. You know, it might make you feel better. <laughs> And, and, and this is what I like. I like the benefits. It just has a, a little section called benefits with a colon. It's like a book proposal. It's like a book proposal. It is. <laughs> and it's even got it tabbed over. Like the mar- the margins are different. So here's the benefits, Zach. Replenishes energy. Revitalizes body functions. All body functions will be revitalized. Just in general. In general. Your body will function at a higher level as a result of <laughs> drinking this drink and relieves fatigue. Um, so, so there you go, baby. There you have it. Um, and, and right beneath that, Ted, it says manufactured by Carabao. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound racist. I just don't know how to say this stuff. Uh, yeah. Company LTD 88 slash two. Moo. Moo. Two. 
Pimpa Sub-District, uh, Bang yeah. Pakong District. Ch- Ch- take a shot at that one, man. Ch- hang on. Chikoing Ch- 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 Zhao Province. Thailand. And then there's like a standard like U.S. zip like you'd have in Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. 2413 up. Do you think this is all like a shell company that actually operates out of Kalamazoo, Michigan? What are, what are the odds of that? <laughs> I think this is actually a shell company operated by Bull Strength. Yeah, Zach. What are the odds that there's there's industrial strength bull semen in? uh, Yeah, there's veterinarian grade bull semen, and that's the main. (laughs) That's actually what replenishes your body functions. It's good for the humors. Exactly. Now, Zach, I'm glad you mentioned ingredients because I have I have a couple of concerns here (laughs) as I as I zip through this ingredient list. Can I can I run a couple things by you? Yeah. Uh, I see. I see some. Some kind of comfortable, familiar ones. Some old friends, as you and I have been in the energy drink business for a long time. Taurine, inositol, uh, vitamin B6, vitamin B12. These are standard. But then I'm, I'm seeing something here, Zach, called nicotinamide 33. <laughs> and what, 33 what's milligrams. Yeah, 33 milligrams. What, what's, what's interesting to me is that it appears to have the word nicotine in, <laughs> in its root. Uh, can, you, can you speak to that a little bit? For me? Well, I mean, anyone who's ever smoked their first cigarette knows that you get uh, buzz uh, from the nicotine. Um, yep. In my case, it was also my last cigarette. Uh, but, uh-huh. uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a, a stimulant. I mean, that's what it is. And so yeah. if you could make it into a liquid and, and zip it into your uh, your energy drink, why not? Because, sure. frankly, there's no oversight. You know, there's no USDA Correct. cramping yeah. your stuff. Now, Correct. I want to point out... Something I don't know if you noticed, but I just noticed, Ted. Yeah. What do you see there underneath the barcode that says product of Thailand? <laughs> Hang on. Let me find it. Uh, okay. For for export only. <laughs> for ex- they're, they're not going to drink it. They're not drinking it. They, they're we like, we want nothing it. to do with this stuff. <laughs> I would never eat here. I would, I would never drink this in my country. <laughs> in my home country. Now, Ted, there's a chance I drank this before. Um my my wife, uh, we used to have a, a Burmese church here yeah. uh, and a Nepali church. Yeah. And uh, now we just have the Nepali. But when we had the Burmese, my wife would go and and uh, spent three or four years, actually, every week doing a little ESL action, uh, sure. training, the, the, especially the, the older generation, helping them with the English, the younger people pick it up. But every day yeah. she'd go there, part of their culture was they'd give her something. Okay. Uh, and sh- part of her white guilt, guilt culture is that yeah. uh, she felt obligated to uh, accept it and consume it, except yep. if it was a weird Thai energy drink, which it was like a third of the time, okay. in which case she'd give it to me. So I have already had a few of these, but this can doesn't look familiar to me. I, I don't know if I've had this this blend before or not. This this particular blend. Well, you're in for a treat, I'm sure. This, uh, this looks and feels sinister to me. Um, <laughs> Zach, this is I, like I wanna... when... In a cartoon, they're like the guy hands the poison to the guy, and it's got like a skull on the bottle, and the guy drinks it anyway. And you're like, "Guy, how are you so stupid? Look at the bottle." And then uh, his eyes turn into X's, and his tongue like <laughs> dangles out the side of his mouth. <laughs> Do you think our eyes are gonna turn into X's when we drink this? That's actually in the warnings, you know, like in in, in some studies, the, uh, the the subject's eyes turn to X's now. I want to I want to ask you a question. This is open ended, and uh, and I want to hear your answer, and then I'll I'll say mine. I, as you look at this can, Zach, what's the most comforting thing about the can to you? The most comforting thing, I think it's probably 
either the three soccer players who yep. they all look like stand-up guys. Um, they do. Good kids. None of them look tied to me. So this must be an international team that's actually sponsored by because mm-hmm. they're wearing their jerseys have like a very prominent logo. Uh, yeah. One of them uh, is, is a black guy. Uh, one of them looks like he's probably South American. And one of them looks like he's from, you know, like Idaho. Yeah, and they're all smiling. No, one of a couple of them are kind of happy. The other one's kind of just like content. Yeah, and they make me feel like <laughs> there are people who have you know drank this regularly. They're still around, or is it the enormous <laughs> pile of free stuff above their heads that ostensibly yeah. I can win? Yeah, one of which is a scooter, like a like a, <laughs> a Vespa, like a Vespa, not a real motorcycle, but like a small scooter. Which I don't know why, <laughs> but I find that I find that comforting. That that takes the sinister. <laughs> Like if it was a hard yeah, it's hard to be sinister on it. Hard to be sinister on a Vespa. So, baby, are we ready to crack into this bad boy and and Let's give it a try? It. All right. So this is the sound. Oh, I hear it. I hear the. Oh crap! Oh, it's oh. a weird. It's one of those weird ones. You have to pull. Oh my you don't goodness! Crack and it pushes down. You have to pull the tab out. Yeah. Wow. That's so weird. I feel like I'm like gonna cut my lip juice. on this. Yeah. I. Oh, it smells good. Yeah, it does. It smells dude. really good. It smells like early Red Bull. You know what I mean? Just like standard early Red Bull. Now, I feel like I screwed up the pull tab thing and that like only half of it pulled off. Um, so if I cut myself, I'll have to excuse myself for a little while. Ted, if you cut yourself and some of this gets into the open wound, you're a dead man. <laughs> I think I'm a dead man. Exactly. It's exactly. It says, uh, may not be suitable for pouring into open wounds. <laughs> exactly. And baby, have you taken your first sip yet? No, I'm still getting the nose, man. Yeah, um, what you, describe the nose to me. What what are you what are you getting? Bouquet. There? It's mm. sharper than Red Bull. I it is like. sharper. I feel like it's, it's more powerful. Or that might be the nic the, the nicotinamide that you're smelling. <laughs> <laughs> I I wonder if maybe the reason it's in such a small can is because it is just concentrated. It could like, be. Yeah, it could maybe, be. Maybe maybe the tie says pour this can into like a three a gallon bucket and then fill yeah. the rest of it into you know with, <laughs> with uh or yeah. something right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we're about to go right through the, the the true stuff here all right are you ready yeah. have you taken a sip i have not taken a sip are you ready to take a sip let's do it together let's do it ready all right here we go it is not carbonated no wow how are you um I, i'm okay uh i was expecting carbonation i'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm, a little, I'm always I'm a disappointed at no carbonation are you not like always disappointed. Yeah, and, and I, I think the carbonation serves a very important purpose in that it it somehow makes it feel healthier and less scary. In that, like, I feel like the carbonation will kill whatever you know <laughs> is is in there that might hurt me. In this case, oh, the man. veterinary grade bull semen and the nicotinamide. <laughs> but oh as, as best as you can, Zach, try to try to walk me through the flavor profile here that you're getting. Uh, well, you know, you know, on the Tim Burton Batman, yeah, how they had a, <laughs> they went off script. Well, you're not supposed to do this. They gave an origin story for the Joker, and what it was was he shot at Batman's chest. The bullet ricocheted through his cheeks, which accounts for the big smile, and then he yep. fell into a giant vat, yeah, of uh, chemicals that were bubbling, and and that's uh-huh. what made his skin white, yeah, and his hair green. And as far as I'm concerned, this tastes like that particular vat of chemicals. 
Right. Uh, I can't imagine how bad this tastes at room temperature. The only thing making it not hideous is mm-hmm. the cold. Yeah. Well, I can I can speak to how it tastes at room temperature. Uh, it's not good. Um, <laughs> it's 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 scary. It leaves a really weird. <laughs> it leaves a really weird aftertaste, and I I, I don't like it. I I. I feel worried about my health, Zach. Like I'm, I'm not the kind of guy who like, like I'm not a hypochondriac. I don't walk around worrying about my health, typically. But, uh, but yeah, I don't feel great about this. Let me ask you something, man. Yeah. In Bang Pekang District, uh, in which the, is my favorite uh, district, by the way. Beautiful, <laughs> lovely people in Bang Pekang. In the old two four one three zero, if you will. Um, <laughs> I, I will. How many? How many cigarette butts do you think are floating in the vat that this got pulled out of? Yeah, I mean, what about the Pimpa subdistrict too? I mean, you know, you're gonna you're gonna run into a lot of a lot of cigarette butts there in the Pimpa. But um, and I don't yeah. want to speak ill of Thailand at all because I know very little. All I know about it is what I know from those like uh, SNL um, Ben Affleck Kelly Ripa uh, parody commercials about what yeah. happens in Bangkok days in Bangkok, but. Uh, I wonder if there were syringes as well, or just yeah, you know the cigarette butts. And and I and I'm not and I'm and I'm not and I'm impugning a people. I'm saying yeah. based on the taste of this beverage, it, yeah. it's it's got that little, you know, kind of a little seasoning that you usually get from used uh, hypodermic. Used syringes, despair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of despair in this drink. I, I can I can really taste that. It's coming through. So it has kind of a. a, a hypodermic reduction you know what it's, i mean like yeah a, it's it's got a real hypodermic quality to it um, problem is i've already taken a sip so i'm i'm finishing this puppy out i'm not backing down and and easy as mdb went to all the trouble of sending it to us and procuring this he probably had to go into like a seedy part of town and uh and find this thing do you think he went into the pimpa subdistrict of of <laughs> Did he get this in Thailand, or did he get it um, there in uh, the I, Pacific Northwest, where he hails from? He must have got it at like a, you know, there's there's Asian markets everywhere, and you can get sure. a lot of fun, cool stuff there. Yeah. Um, or actually, I don't know if you remember this when you lived in town on on Pennsylvania, which is for people who never lived here, uh, yeah. the big major north south uh, yeah. kind of artery. Uh, on the south end, there was a place just called Bulk Foods. Yeah, uh, and. In addition to bulk foods, you could get like the the Coke with the actual cane sugar from Mexico, and you can get all this interesting nice. stuff. Yeah. Um, and you can get a lot of cans of things that don't even like this one is at least kind enough to have the English on it for us, because uh-huh. uh, it's for export only. You get the stuff that was like smuggled out there that doesn't. It just has like the you know the like uh, whatever bars and circles uh, letters, and you're just like, could I could I try that? Could I survive that? And yeah. uh, the answer is yes, so far. Yeah. yeah, so far so good. Baby, keep keep tabs on your health. And uh, as we move through these chapters, like definitely let us know um, how you're feeling. Because I got to tell you, I had one drink of it. And the, the taste that's left over in my mouth is almost unbearable. Like I will be... <laughs> I will be wrapping the program and like running, not walking to the bathroom to brush my teeth again, like as soon as this is over. But uh, <laughs> but that's okay. Easy as MDV. Tip of the cap to you for uh, for thinking of us. Like thanks for yes. thanks for thinking of the program while you're out and about there in uh, there in Portland. Uh, thanks for 
thanks for keeping us in mind and sending us this uh, this energy drink. So uh, we're always always happy to do these on the air, baby, and it, it feels like old times getting back to uh, just what we do, what we do, what we do well here on the program. But another thing we do well, not to blow our own shofars in any way, is uh, is writing. Zach, you and I are both exceptionally good good writers, I think. And um, one thing that we've done together as a company is create uh, the Great American Novel. It was called Reraptured, and then we've uh, we've broken ground on the on the second Great American Novel, uh, a piece called Reraptured again. Uh, and Zach, we would like to begin the new year by giving back, uh, by getting back into Gut Check Literacy Month by laying a couple of new chapters on the audience. So uh, I think we're ready for. Let's see. It was chapter seventeen. It's now chapter eighteen. A chapter called "Means and Ends." This is uh, one that ends. you, yeah, one that you wrote uh, the majority of. Is there anything you'd like to say about it by way of a preamble before we jump in? No, no. Uh, why don't you be Josh? Uh, okay. Erstwhile rabbi pastor. Ah, uh, the rabbi. Now El Drago. I love Ted, it. Can I make an, a quick observation about the the Karabai Bao? Yeah, um, please do. So I had it in the fridge and, and the can was very very cold when i got it out yeah when i took a sip it didn't feel that cold anymore okay and now i kid you not the can is like hot to the touch whoa baby that's crazy it's the Going nicotinamide on. i don't know i think it, it must it must react adversely to room temperature i'm gonna so, have another sip you know why i'm gonna have another sip the the aftertaste is bad and i want to replace it with fresh fresh aftertaste it, fresh it doesn't aftertaste. age well yeah yeah, I don't think it ages. It's it's like the inverse of fine wine. So <laughs> this is probably best when it comes right out of the vat. You know, you want a, oh, you want a fresh good. a fresh batch. They Baby, consider you... it good luck if your can actually has a cigarette butt in it. <laughs> That's right. It's like it's like <laughs> like the toy at the bottom of a of a cracker jack box. You know? <laughs> oh man! Oh, I love it! I love it! Baby, are you ready for means and ends? Do you have the chapter let's there in this, front of you in your studio? Yeah, yeah I've got let's... it. Chapter 18, means and ends. Alex Roth sits cross-legged, which is hard for him, <laughs> on the floor of his apartment. Sitting opposite him is what looks like a seven-year-old boy. He's actually only about a week and a half old, but he's sharp enough to have won 70 bucks of Roth's money. The two are playing poker. I like this place, the boy, also named Alex, says, looking around at the studio apartment. It's smaller than my old place, but it's not full of screaming babies. It was crazy over there. Yeah, I saw, Alex says. The boy <laughs> paused through his poker chips absentmindedly. So you never really answered me. Are you my dad or what? Um, yeah, I guess. Alex balks physically. What is he doing? He realizes he's been harboring this bizarre notion that he could use baby Alex, which is increasingly a misnomer, to get <laughs> back together with Kate. After all, you don't name your firstborn child after an ex unless you still have feelings for him, right? But unlike the three bucks he just put in the pot, this is a pretty big gamble. What happened to your legs, by the way? They got blown off. I jumped on a grenade to save your mother. Huh. Give me two. The kid slides two cards face down to Alex. Speaking of which, does she live here with you? When am I going to see her again? I think she'd get a kick out of the fact that I can talk now. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see. Section break. Yeah. Josh Vandersma. <clears throat> Josh Vandersma, formerly known as Rabbi Pastor Avraham Ben Yeshua, and currently trying to get El Drago <laughs> to catch on with little success, answers his buzzing phone. Go for Drago. 
it's me. Oh, no, no, no. Scr- <laughs> flip it. Flip it, dude. I, I got to be Vandersmund. You got to be Edith. All right, all right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're my favorite Edith. Yeah. How do I do Edith? Like, who do I channel when I do Edith? I don't remember. It's, it's like, just really, really grizzled. Okay. <laughs> like, like, think right. a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. Go for Drago. It's me. Rasps Edith from the other end. Just checking in. Wonderful. Van Shrimpy's still down there? Yep. Seems to be getting plenty comfy. Got a new skin put on his golf cart, and he's volunteering at the Eisenhower Rec Center twice a week. That's encouraging, and he's falling for our ruse. Think so. <clears throat> he audibly hawks and spits some phlegm. But there's something else going on with him. I got a look at his computer the other night while he was doing karaoke at the Oyster Bar, and guess what I found in his Skype history? What? No. Guess. No. <laughs> Fine. The old man has had three calls with Ted Strongbow and four with Jim Townsend in the past week. They're up to something. I'm beginning to think that this whole I'm a writer and I'm over it eschatologically thing is... (laughs) (laughs) ...is a front. That is good to know. Shall I try and flip him? No, the plan is still to crush him. Got it. I better go. My husband's home. That's still going on? Yeah, for now. Josh ends the call and says to no one in particular, What are you up to, you wildly old televange? The buzzing of his phone cuts him off. Go for Drago. What? It's a woman whispering. It's me. It's Josh. Who is this? This is Sylvia. Listen, I might have some useful information for you. Darren Groves, this little pygmy rat from the CIA, just subpoenaed a bunch of our emails. Or tried to, anyway. They're demanding anything... Or they demanded anything between my boss, Mr. Schofield, and Ted Strongbow. Specifically anything related to Ultrajest. Mwahuh. By the way, what did you think of that? It's the way I say uh-huh now. Sort of a play on the stereotypical maniacal laugh. Yeah, it's super. Sylvia says, Hmm. Strongbow and Van Shrimpy. Strongbow and Townsend. It's all coming into focus. Anything else you need from me? No, just, um, are you wearing a pantsuit? Yeah. Why? No reason. (laughs) Keep up the good work, my little seven-headed beast from the sea. (laughs) Whatever. The line goes dead. Section break. Sylvia flips her phone back into her purse. Nope. Sylvia slips her phone back into her purse. (laughs) She has again sequestered herself in a bathroom stall, partially because this is the only part of the building she sure isn't bugged, and partly because it's the only place Reggie has appeared to her, which she finds more than a little creepy. Dude, you're Reggie. You sure about this, babe? He's there again, suddenly. (laughs) This... (laughs) This time wearing a leather fedora that no white man, midget or no, living or dead, should attempt to pull off. Sure about what? This alliance with Josh. Remember remember back at Taylor? He was the first one to jump on the Van Shrimpy train. Now he wants to derail it. What's up with that? No, no, Ted, you missed you misread that. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I, try I, again. I, dude, I can't. I think I've been working at a college too long. I, I can't do I can't, can't do say, you can't say what up with that? I can't do issues in focus voice anymore. 
What? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I've been working at a college too long. <laughs> what up with that? All right. You said you wanted vengeance. This is the best plan I could come up with. Anyway, I won't be following him forever. Josh is a means to an end. Section break. Yo, Widow's Peak! You're looking to score some of these little blue pills? I'm slinging! The man, in his 60s, is wearing a Hawaiian shirt and cargo shorts that seem to be cutoffs made from cargo <laughs> pants. Not interested, Van Trimpey says firmly, and you're making me uncomfortable. Now clear out. No can do, chief, the man says. He has that Tommy Chong washed-out stoner drawl. Every night is Saturday night in the square, you know what I'm saying? Van Shrimpy knocks the pills from the man's knobby hand, spilling them all over the new brick of the patio, swapped in from the previous book at four this morning. Village's policy is that no surface can be older than six months. <laughs> Before the dealer can object, Van Shrimpy has twisted his arm roughly behind his back. I'll break it, he growls. I don't want to, but I will if you make me. Fine, psycho! Just let me go! Once released, the dealer takes one look at the dozen retirees on their hands and knees gathering up his product, swears loudly, and clomps away. This place is gross, Van Shrimpy observes. What am I doing here? Oh good, you got my message. A man about 50, wearing Coke bottle glasses, ambles up to Van Shrimpy. He stands out from the crowd, not only for being by far the youngest person around, but for being taller than anyone else by a good foot. Yes, Mr. Darby, I got your message. And this better be good. I'm missing co-ed water aerobics, which, <laughs> as I'm saying, sounds super depressing, I acknowledge. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that Josh is working against you again. Josh Vandersma? He's determined to, as he puts it, bring Dr. Van Shrimpy burning and screaming into the tarmac of pain and humiliation. I see. Van Shrimpy arches an eyebrow. And you just decided to disclose this to me. Why? What's in it for you? The guy fired me, and now I want to offer you my computer hacking services. If this were 1992, I'd be <laughs> the luckiest man alive. That's kind of what Josh said, too. I mean, I was his beast, and then he just replaced me with that Sylvia woman. But hey, I tracked you down, right? I isolated your IP, and then I triangulated. Wait, Sylvia Lavorde? The one who works for LaHaye Armaments? Guess so. Van Shrimpy stretches his arm up around Darby's shoulders. Max, my man, I think you and I can help each other out quite a bit. <laughs> Let's talk. The two men walk out of the square, crushing Viagra to powder beneath their feet. Ah, <laughs> uh, lovely. Uh, one more section break, it looks like. Yeah. Um, your iron sides. Okay. The conference room is actually not a real room, as it is constructed of cubicle walls, hastily assembled around a chipped Formica table. An emergency board re an emergency board meeting is about to start. Ironsides called the meeting himself, thinking Townsend might buckle under the pressure of his peers. What's this all about, Ironsides? Schofield demands. We're launching Ultrajest in less than an hour. I wouldn't do that if I were you, Ironsides says. A chorus of shouted challenges rises up around him. Hear me out, gentlemen, he says. He feels all prickly in his 14 exit wounds, which is something <laughs> that happens now when he gets excited. <laughs> I want to tell you about a woman named Kate. I learned about Kate by scrolling through the logs in our call center. She talked to Jim Townsend about a week ago. Turns out Kate took one dose of Ultragest and had six babies in seven days. He's kind of bummed that Morrison isn't here, as he was looking forward to watching him squirm while they discuss his private life. Yes, Lewis, we already know about that side effect. 
Townsend drolls, peering over the top of his glasses, which Ironsides happens to know are for distance, but which Townsend is wearing halfway down the bridge of his nose like an old man <laughs> for some reason. Sure, but there was one detail that you didn't share with the group. All of those births were completely pain-free. A collective gasp. Schofield is the first to recover. What gives, Jim? Are you trying to create some loophole for women to get around the curse of pain in childbirth? <laughs> Townsend shrugs. You know, um, I mean, I don't know. It's like we already have epidurals, right? Lewis sees an opening and goes on the offensive. And that's unbiblical as all get out. Next thing you know, you're <laughs> going to tell us it's okay for men not to work and toil in the thorns by the sweat of their brow. Do you even do that? Townsend says. I have people doing it for me, directly. <laughs> Don't change the subject. Let's face it, there's only one group of people worthy of dodging the curse of childbirth, and that's reformed women who want to have a quiver full of kids. Can I get an amen? Jim feels his cheeks reddening as a hearty amen fills the room. I call for a vote right now. I demand that you give New Nebraska exclusive use of UltraJest indefinitely. Strongbow half raises his hand. Guys, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. Um, is this next one me? Yeah, chapter nine, the third conference, no, really, is definitely yours. All right, chapter 19, excellent. Um, all right, baby, let's get right into this. Um, right. I don't remember who's talking, so uh, I can kind of assign voices as we go. Awesome. Here we go, chapter 19, the third conference, parenthetical, no, really. Duke Morrison always clears his throat a little before public speaking. There's nothing in it, the throat. It's just a little <laughs> nervous tick. He looks cool and confident on stage, but this kind of thing makes him nervous. The coaching clinic is in a high school gymnasium in Okeechobee, Florida, which is about an hour from Orlando by car. It can't be more than 112 degrees in the gym. <laughs> Okeechobee is important to Morrison because it is the home of Florida Christian Polytechnic University. Morrison's alma mater. He doesn't get back often, but when he does, actually, he just doesn't. <laughs> but he, hur he hurries through the talk on cover two blitz packages because he's in a hurry to get to campus. He looks out in the audience and sees a bunch of pasty, slightly overweight, florid guys who look like they subsist on doer scotch, dip, and fast food, <laughs> which aptly describes Morrison's diet during his coaching days. However, underneath his dress sweats, he is shredded. <laughs> Morrison can feel his muscles rippling as he lifts the little remote thing to change slides on his PowerPoint. Even though he has worn baggy sweats, he can feel the admiring stares of the fat men trapped in their post-football bodies. He desperately wants to set them free. Click. Now, one of the innate vulnerabilities with the cover two is that if you get a good post-snap read on the Z receiver here, points, and the quarterback, the Z can check to a fade. And the QB, if he's good, can take a whole shot up the field, Morrison explains. He realizes for the first time how dirty some of this sounds. He's horny all the time because of the ultra jest, but nobody is complaining. <laughs> but nobody is complaining, and by nobody he means his wife, Kate. Through the haze of the heat. Can I jump in and just say something I love? Yeah. I love when you, when you will do that, where you, you say, like, such and such, and the narrator's saying it. And yeah. then, and then you say, and by this, the character means it, uh, <laughs> there's something about like the way it makes the character, the co-narrator, like, like everyone in yeah. this book is in on telling the story full with full, like self-awareness. 
Dude, and it makes sense because they're all writers, right? Right, exactly. (laughs) They would do all this in real life. Through the haze of the heat and humidity in the room, it is actually a visible haze. (laughs) He sees a familiar figure. The guy is wearing an FCPU football t-shirt, but it's not an officially licensed one. Morrison is nothing if not an expert in officially licensed gear, and also football, and also Proust. (laughs) Rather, it's like the kind you get at the bookstore. The guy looks extremely unathletic, but not like the other coaches who look like they were once athletic. This guy has a distinct, never-been-athletic look about him. He never breaks eye contact with Morrison, which in most contexts would connote extreme attention, but in a football context connotes extreme gayness. Morrison is uncomfortable. Finally, it clicks. Denver. He was there that night. He was lurking about the stadium, serving no real purpose except, well... He doesn't remember. That's how insignificant this guy is. Also, he thinks he maybe remembers him from college, but that was a lot of low to medium grade concussions ago. Oh, well. Morrison hurriedly ends the talk and checks his watch. He's supposed to be at the FCPU Morrison Strongbow Indoor Training Facility in 15 minutes. He gets into his rental Cadillac Escalade. He's a big guy. The weaselly guy in the FCPU shirt and ponytail gets into an adjacent car a late model Volvo. He fires the engine and peels the tires to the distinctive sounds of the Indigo Girls live at Budokan. Page break. (laughs) Morrison didn't tell Kate about this, this being the FCPU Pro Day. Pro Days are an opportunity for ASFL scouts to descend on the campus in droves to watch FCPU's most promising seniors work out. The seniors will run 40-yard dashes for time, bench press, and do positional drills. Morrison remembers his own pro day nearly 30 years ago. It was more primitive then, fewer scouts, no media. Today, ESPN's crew is on hand, and each FCPU senior wears a spandex onesie made specifically for the event, emblazoned with the words FCPU Pro Day. Duke Morrison, Morrison tells the receptionist, just rhetorically, because duh, his name is on the building and his pictures are all over the walls. She smiles coquettishly in the way that all women smile coquettishly at Duke Morrison, so much so that he barely notices anymore. There's food in the media room, coach, she explains, and feel free to sit anywhere. You don't understand, he growls. I'm working out. I'm sorry, coach. They're using the weight room today for the pro dip. Before she can finish, he walks away. Morrison strides across the field like he owns the place, which he kind of does. The other Asphalt coaches and scouts do a double take because he knows all of them because of how close-knit the coaching fraternity is, meaning how often they drink together. He makes polite chit-chat with them while also stretching his hamstrings. They wonder why he's stretching, but don't say anything. FCPU, <laughs> FCPU star linebacker Vontez Boom Boom Dupree lines up for his 40-yard dash. He is shirtless, having cut off the top part of the onesie. His muscles ripple as he grits out a 4.79 second time. Not bad for a potential NFL linebacker, but not great. Dupree is expected to be a first-round draft choice. Morrison, Duke, says the grad assistant at the line of scrimmage. Morrison skins off his Denver Value sweatshirt to reveal a bare chest. The entire room gasps. (laughs) From the neck up, he's a florid guy in his 50s. From the, ne- from the neck down, he's like a Greek statue. Duke, Duke, what is this? Asks Seattle Hipsters head coach Brian something Polish. Something Polish. 
Brian Morrison just smiles. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. <laughs> Morrison just smiles and takes his stance. He then explodes off the line and blazes a 4.62, which would make him the third fastest linebacker in last year's draft. He is 56 years old. Earlier, he measured 6 feet 2 inches. He's shrunk an inch since his playing days, and it rocked up 244, his exact playing weight. I think retirement suits you, says something Polish. I'm not retired. I'm in my prime, replies Morrison, <laughs> totally ripping off something he heard Val Kilmer say in the movie Tombstone, which is probably Duke Morrison's favorite movie of all time, for obvious reasons. The assembled group then moves to the weight room, where Morrison rips off 22 repetitions at 225 pounds on the bench press. Boom Boom Dupree manages only 19 and looks crestfallen. Morrison hops up from the bench and says, I gotta go be someplace. You guys know where to find me. A scout from an expansion team, the Brooklyn Vegans, stops Morrison on the way out. Coach, is this real, he asks. Are you really coming out of retirement at age 56? Does it look real? Morrison replies rhetorically. He likes how clever he's being today. <laughs> the, s- <laughs> the scout looks confused. But yeah, just to clarify, it is real. I want to play next season. The scout produces an asphalt contract for the league minimum. Then we want to sign you. Morrison scribbles his name at the bottom without looking, figuring he'll discuss it with Kate later and she'll be cool with it. <laughs> I mean, he's got 11 mouths to feed now, 12 if you count Kate, and 13 if you count Van Shrimpy, <laughs> who, always eats a, who always eats a bunch of his food whenever he comes over. And then a page break. <laughs> Morrison exits the field house with a towel around his neck. The wormy guy in the FCPU shirt from the clinic is standing in the parking lot with his arms crossed. I know what you're doing, he says. Morrison cocks an eyebrow. Isn't it obvious? Man, he's on fire today. He drops his keys, and while he bends down to retrieve them, James Wiles fishes a bottle of UltraGest out of his workout bag. Interesting. And that's the end of the chapter, baby. Nice to be back into, uh, into our novel writing endeavors. This is fun. Yes. In universe, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, baby, this has been uh, this has been a great episode in that we've read two chapters and reviewed an energy drink. So I, I don't know about you, but I feel like I feel good about the work we've done today. Do you also too. feel good about it? I feel like it's been a good, safe, and productive day. Yeah, it's been a good work day. It's been a good day at the office for Gut Check uh, Enterprises, and uh, I will look forward to doing this again. I will look forward to doing it with more frequency here in the new year. Uh, as we as a company turn over a new leaf and kind of get back to our roots. Um, and I look forward to writing out some more chapters of this, uh, of this fabulous novel. That's going to be a lot of fun. I want to ask one, one last question of you. Yeah. I want to ask how you're feeling health-wise after downing your whole uh, can of, of Carabao energy drink. I got to be honest, if I stand up quick, I'm going down. Okay. Yeah, that's the nicotinamide. You know, you're going to want to just... <laughs> Slow, deliberate movements. That's all I'm saying. Slow, <laughs> deliberate movements for the rest of the day, and I think I think I gotta drive okay. home here in a minute, and I'm a little worried about it. Yeah, you know, if you, if you could, uh, you know, if you could drive one of those Vespa scooters that they're giving away for free, I think you might be in. in <laughs> I, I'm shape, assuming but, uh, what will happen is I will like kind of slowly morph into a fever dream, where the area around me will go from being kind of a gray, depressing Michigan day to being a desert. And, uh, you know, like yeah. I'll see a bunch of these skulls, you know, with the sand blowing over them. And exactly. uh, the sun will will be that that really kind of 
odd anime looking red circle from the can and that's right. uh, yeah that, that's going to be fun i'm looking forward to it. i hope i have a i have and, a good safe fever dream home that's right and each of the decaying skulls will have look, what looks like a red dove on their foreheads um at which <laughs> point you'll unknown. you'll yeah at which point you'll say ah Car- carabao yep that's that's what's happening um baby listen though in in that fever dream don't don't blow away okay <laughs> Remember that? Remember that old man thing <laughs> that we shared one time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baby, we have uh, we have done what we always do on this program. We have wandered to and fro throughout these topics. Uh, this has been the Gut Check Podcast. Uh, give us five stars on iTunes. Fawn all over us on Twitter. And we will see you next time. Cut.